Although the Alucard is the title, whereas well, like the <laughs> in my in my head, like I said the Amric because in my, like in my head, like the like other, I know other Amrics, <laughs> like there's specifically I'm... one in the, like of course that was in my form class that you know, and when I was in yeah. primary school, there's one in the year below me. Otherwise, there aren't like there is law in England that there can only be a certain number of Amrics. And in each person's life, essentially, and we only have, well, I only have the one, basically, now, so that's, uh, that's agreeable, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for returning once again. We are the Train of Ambivalence. We are, uh, I was about to say, we are here to stay. No, we, we, we didn't really go anywhere. We kind of left for a little bit, but now we're back. Um, uh, so, we've missed a little bit over the last couple of weeks but we are back and we are better than ever i think yeah well rested uh, speaking... and back and better, better and stronger harder and faster in true kind of daft but... punk sense <laughs> do you say in true in true kind of daft punk sense yes I do. that that has like a whole lot of a meaning ever since they broke up because now yeah, i immediately really thought was. to myself i was just like wait are you are you gonna say we're gonna break up because i mean eventually we will get old enough to a point where maybe podcasting, like, maybe our voices don't suit podcasting past, like, 70. <laughs> you never know. Like, there could be, like, some medical, like, uh, medical breakthroughs <laughs> in the next few years that, like, that really just, amplify our voices when we get to old age. Just, just imagine us in our 70s, and I'm like, Welcome back, everybody, to the train of ambivalence. <coughs> Hopefully, after this podcast, our 17,000th episode, we'll finally get five followers on Twitter. I imagine myself just being, like, so ridiculously senile that I just kind of just, like, randomly quote just bits of meme culture from, like, our teenage years. <laughs> That'll be completely irrelevant. You're just like, exactly. back in my day, Eric Andre used to be a host of a TV show, even though he wasn't actually, like, hosting it properly. And also trying to explain what the Eric Andre show to, is to anybody who doesn't actually watch it is very difficult. Because you're like, it's a talk show, but it's not a talk show. Like, it's a talk show, but he's only doing it to, like, torture the people who are guests. And sometimes they're in on it, but a lot of the times they're not, I think. I can never tell. It is so difficult to tell with that show. I mean, I'd call it less of a talk show. In many ways, it's kind of a hostage situation. That, that, yeah, that's probably more appropriate, to be honest. I mean, he openly said, he's like, I got a lot of people's publicists fired for booking them on that show. <laughs> I mean, that, that's super sad for the publicist, but hey, Eric yeah. Andre's got to eat. Eric Andre's got to eat, and and we got a podcast. So, do you want to kick off with the news? Yeah, let's kick off with the news. So, in on my radar, let's see what I've got. So, Pixar's dropped the trailer for their movie coming out called Luca. Luca I'm not sure I... if you've seen it, but it looked super cute. Yeah, so was that one of the Super Bowl trailers? Because I, I did watch it when you when you said um, 
the Luke has come out. So I looked at the trailer for it, and I'm pretty sure it was like a... Was it like a day after the Super Bowl or something it came out? But basically... Something like that, yeah. Basically, it's uh, set in Italy, and you've got these kids who are actually kind of mer people, but only when they go into water. And they're living in Italy as kind of like these orphans, and for some reason, Italy is very, very against mer people. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's racist against mer people. Yeah. So anytime they're, they're like just scared of getting caught out yeah. to as being mer people. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like a, a child friendly Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> in many in many ways, yes, that is exactly yeah. what it is. But it looks really cute. The animation looks really strange. I mean, like the hands are super huge, the bodies are super small, but their heads are massive. It's kind of like harkening back to Disney's classic style. Yeah. But, um, Only with people. <laughs> looks really cool. Looks really fun, though. Gotta say, um, these kids just basically want to live their best summer, and I'm kind of mm. excited to see how it goes. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I, I was gonna say it'll be a one that we're probably gonna look into. We're, we're now. So it's fun because like we, we always made a think about how films aren't really our speciality, but now seemingly Pixar films are gonna be there to keep us to keep us grounded. Oh, um, definitely. So oh, definitely. I mean, like having like a steady stream of content from. Pixar is like just what we need in this day and age. Absolutely, and it, it makes it so that we can always be relatable, which is fantastic. Um, in second news, <laughs> um, yeah, in, in the other, other news, in other news, um, we got the finally got the name of the Spider-Man upcoming <coughs> Spider-Man film. So uh, I don't know if anybody was following on social media recently, but Zendaya, the guy who plays Spider-Man's friend, I can't remember his name, and Tom Holland, um, they all released like three different titles for the film and then posted it just like, this is the name of the new film. And um, and it was obviously as part of like the advertising and, and promotion for it because then they did like a reveal trailer the day after where they were like to Tom Holland, it's because you always spoil it. That's why he gave us three <laughs> fake names. And then as they walk away outside of the building, um, it, it zooms in on the actual name of this new Spider-Man film, which is uh, No Way Home, I think. I think <laughs> I think, I think it's No Way Home. I'm totally blanking on what the actual name is now, and I've seen so many gifs of it. I think it's No Way Home. Let me just uh, spider man. <laughs> it is No Way Home. Yeah, No Way Home. Cool. So what that kinda implies is, uh, I mean, if we're reading like super super into it, it's probably going to be to do with the multiverse and the idea of like being stranded in one of the alternate universes, maybe. I mean, I mean who knows quite, what we're quite, really getting? Quite possibly. Uh, that is basically one of the theories, but um, other theories have been floating around. So people thinking um, just because he's been exposed by um, by the media, um, he's basically can't go back to his old life anymore. So another kind of yeah. interpretation for you guys. Um, feel free I to read it. I guess. It's really interesting uh, implications for it, doesn't it? So it really does, and it'll be interesting to see what they do. I just like, because obviously this is all tied into whatever comes next in the MCU too, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays off of, like, say, the ending of WandaVision, for example, which is probably going to go into... Apparently that's going to go into uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. Um, the Multiverse of Madness is what it's called. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of ties into it. Um, th- this Spider-Man, like series this most recent one i guess you can call it the home trilogy because obviously they're all they all have home in the name i guess so yeah and yeah pretty much really yeah 
Yeah, no, just thought that's an observation. Um, in other news, I'm kind of like rushing through these because we have massive a massive topic, a couple of topics to talk about today, and I feel like we need to allocate as much time as possible for that. So sorry if we're being a, lit, a bit too quick. Um, we have tomorrow our Smash Direct on March the 4th. So that's is that tomorrow or is that the day after? Uh, today's March 2nd, so... <laughs> We just don't know it is. Oh, God, man, what's happened to us? This happened a couple of weeks ago, didn't it? Uh, yes, it no. did. <laughs> okay, so on March the 4th, on Thursday, I'm assuming in the afternoon, we're going to end up getting the first gameplay of Pyramifra. I, I think that's what that is. Uh, so, as usual, I wouldn't expect anything else other than the uh, stage reveal, how the character will play. Sakurai's probably going to play through the whole of classic mode once more and show everybody how amazing he is at Smash Bros. <laughs> like, yeah. like, have you watched those other reveals? This guy is unreal. Obviously, he's a guy who made the game, so you'd expect him to be pretty familiar with the mechanics. But it's just like watching him absolutely body the NPCs, like the the NPCs in the game. Yeah, is, it's, it's, it's just it's, so it's funny. It's really weird just to see him play like two controllers at the same time in the least conventional way to actually hold a controller and still yes. do it amazingly and like show the exactly character it. and all their moves in how he does it's just incredible to watch in itself and i've got to say <laughs> I don't like, understand. The, the mind just boggles <laughs> i don't understand that level of coordination to be able to hold two controllers at once and and play with two at once that just blows my mind completely uh, and not even that just have just talk and like have pretty good banter with the camera also at the same time is just like what the hell <laughs> it's like he's the ultimate streamer <laughs> it really is it's like, like he and next time he's gonna jump in and be like ladies and gentlemen i feel like i haven't impressed you enough so here i'm going to be demonstrating i'm going to be demonstrating pyro with the donkey kong bongers yes fuck you they're coming back Man, and also in, in true anime sense like he could literally go like go to a tournament in a mask and just like kick ass in, like, all the competitions. <laughs> and then at, at the end, he could just unmask himself and it would be like, what? It was Sakurai all along. And then the people who organized the tournament are just like, hey, wait a second. We said no people, like, people who, it specifically says on the, uh, on the, on the rules that people who create the game can't play. And then he just, like, smoke bombs in his way. Literally throws a smoke ball on the ground <laughs> and, like, runs off. Or <laughs> <laughs> just, like, throws a de- de- deku nut on the ground and just, like, stuns everybody and just runs off. <laughs> um, in um, I guess do, do you have anything else you want to say about that? No, I'm done. <laughs> cool. Um, in uh, next on the news list, uh, we are getting apparently um a GI Joe series on Amazon. I'm like, I I saw that on the <laughs> on my news feed, and like, I have no strong feelings about this one way or another. And, like, I didn't really watch the cartoons as a kid, but Amazon are doing a good <laughs> series. I didn't really watch the movies, to be fair, either. But to be honest, I was quite surprised. I was very surprised you added that to, like, I, I read that for the first time as I just read out read it out for the show. And I was like, why would you add that? Like, I didn't think you would give a shit. So, from what I understand, um, in America, they got G.I. Joe. Over here, we had Action Man. In America, there was Basically. no Action Man, and... I didn't realize that was uh, Action Man was an English thing um, until until like quite recently. But yeah, they got G.I. <coughs> Joe, we got Action Man, which is why um, it's not that big a thing over here. I don't even think we even had those cartoons as kids. No, I don't think we did. 
Uh, like, there's some sort of like variation on like Jetix or like Fox Kids or something. Yeah, probably. But like by time we were kids, like that stuff had all died out, isn't it? Because the Hasbro, the what Hasbro properties were really like killing it at the time when we were kids. Because He Man and G.I. Joe and all of that, that uh, Thundercats, etc., they were all 80s. No, that's very true. That's very true. Like we. We had the Tamagotchi generation, where, like, that's when that blew up, isn't it, when we were kids? Like, Tamagotchi, and then as a derivative of Tamagotchi, we got Digimon? Yeah, no, that's that's a very true, yeah, that, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, like, in my household, household, though, like, my sister, older sister, she really liked T-Man. So, oh, really? Like, I think like, mine, mine, like mine really liked Thundercats. Like, watching, uh, like, yeah, He-Man, Thundercats, those kind of, like classic 80s kind of cartoons and early 90s yeah. cartoons which were pretty good to be honest they were like quite fantastic <laughs> for like kind of action packed see what happens in the next episode kind of thing yeah oh that's a nice trip down memory lane um then the next thing we have is apparently Adam Sandler wants to make a Happy Gilmore 2 and I have written Nexodus in capitals fuck yeah I mean, it, it, it was a very mm-hmm. weird news article I was reading. So basically, uh, the idea during an interview with Adam Sandler was floated to him. And he's like, yeah, I'd be really interested in making another one. And then he kind of like floats around to kind of other ideas about who we'd have and like what kind of scenario that it would kind of happen. And it'd mm. be kind of like a old pros going back to like beat in a tournament kind of thing. So it's uh, kind of tentative at the moment, but quite possibly could be coming in the future. That'd be awesome. That'd be so funny. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, I know you wanted a Happy Gilmore 2. So here today I reveal Jack and Jill 2. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Or he just like, <laughs> in like another grown-ups movie or like a Paul Blart movie. <laughs> yeah, well, there's been a lot of stinkers recently, hasn't there? Like that what, uh, hate. The, the one which was like a take the piss out of the hateful eight. It was like the, the something... What was it called? It was like on Netflix and original to Netflix. Oh, God, I'm sure it was, it was like so called bad. Like Magnificent something or something. Like, uh, it was. Oh my God! What was that film called? It, um, Jesus Christ! Adam Sandler <laughs> Western. What? What is it? It was called The Ridiculous, Ridiculous Six. Six. Yeah. There we go. Oh my god. I think I watched like the first 20 minutes of it over like on on a Christmas with some of my family members and we were just like yeah turn this shit off. <laughs> it was it was it was just so bad. Like I can your family do you hate your family? <laughs> Well, no, because they're the ones who put it on. I didn't put it on. Because uh, I, I was sitting there with my brother and my cousin. We were just like, oh, Sandler, yeah, we'll give it a go. Why not? And it literally just come out. And it was just like, man, put fucking turn this shit off. It's awful. <laughs> and, like, I've got, like, really fond memories of Unhappy Gilmore, though. Like, is is one of those movies yeah. that you'd always used to watch in class, like, towards the end of term. And, like, certain teachers would always put that, specifically that movie on. That or Dodgeball. Man, like, Happy Gilmore, for me, was always... Anytime anyone ever says anything bad about Sandler, I'm just like, that is my hill-to-die-on film. It's like, that film is an absolute fucking classic. I love it so much. Obviously, it was played to me so, like, a lot during when I was growing up as well. Like, my cousin... It was my cousin's favourite film. So every single time it was on, and any time it's on, like, that and The Waterboy and Billy Madison, like, all of those films, whenever they were on, we'd just watch them. So I have a lot of uh, nostalgia for the 90s Sandler films. Man, yeah, it's so weird to think that movie came out when we were two years old. 
<laughs> that oh, it's really weird, isn't it? It's like the whole Pokemon thing, like twenty five years uh, twenty five years ago anniversary. We're like, wait a second, what? That's like us. What? <laughs> how how is it that that's as old as we are? But I guess. I guess um, it just shows the kind of influences you have growing up sometimes, isn't it? Like definitely, the people around definitely. you. Uh, in next on news, <laughs> uh, Paramount have announced an Avatar Last Airbender expanded universe movie. Uh, I mean, I read that they were doing an expanded universe and Nickelodeon kind of went into this. And they were going to be doing like uh, more properties within the Avatar universe. And I was like, yeah, that looks so cool. That'd be great. And then I remembered what the last Airbender was like. And I was like, oh, wait, no, wait, don't do not do this. <laughs> yeah, but apparently this one's actually meant to be um, animated. Okay. Um, well, that, that, so which that is, puts me which at is, ease which a little is, bit. Which is promising. Um, yeah. But, like, we don't want to get excited too quickly. <laughs> but it's, it's, <laughs> it's a promising step. So, like, hopefully it won't be, like, overly whitewashed and... They'd really kind of dig into with like the lore, background, and history of the series because it's fantastically interesting and it, God it knows really it's, is. Such like, a, it's such a beloved series, isn't it? It's a, it's a series where it's like it's clearly de- aimed at kids, but they don't skip out on the lore whatsoever. Oh, you no. you know you you're, you get engulfed in so much background stuff when you're watching it and you're like oh this is really interesting and like the different nations and how they all interact and yeah. um the history behind each nation is really good really um is. yeah if, maybe one day we can do like a, a full review of like the avatar series if we ever i have literally if, um, watched, i've literally watched that series like more than five times and I happily do it again honestly <laughs> yeah let's, let's add it to the list <laughs> so, there we go I mean, like, we, could, we should totally do that, and then we should watch uh, Korra if you haven't watched Korra, because I really enjoyed that one as well. Yeah, I haven't watched Korra. I heard it's, like, a really slow start, but then it gets really good. It's just that people had issues, because that's, like, quite recent, isn't it, Korra? Yeah, it came, only like, finished four, in, like, 2014. five years ago. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah the, the villains in Korra are fantastic. Love them. Oh. Like, you'd okay. probably love to hate them, but, you know... That's the best part about a good written villain, isn't it? It's like you you love to hate them, but you you actually feel something towards them. It's like the opposite yeah. of like a Jiren. Without, without a doubt, yeah, without a doubt. Um, in twenty twenty one, sorry for the next piece of news. Uh, in twenty twenty one, we're going to get another Jeepers Creepers movie, apparently. Um, and I've written as a note, adding on to your note. Apparently, the the person who made it is like uh, is a pedophile. Really. <laughs> Yeah, the guy, the guy who created the, who like made the original property is a pedophile, and apparently those first couple of film, like that first film, was like a, a vehicle for his own uh, like badness, basically. That is awful. I did not know that. So fuck this guy and fuck Jeepers Creepers, and let's move on to the next piece of news. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the next piece of news, and it's on a much much more fun topic. Let's be honest. Um, we've got the upcoming Wesley Snipes movie. And he, I, is, is it a name? Does, is it named, Emmerich? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the article I was reading, um, he's quoted saying, this movie is going to be Blade, but on steroids. Which is such okay, a... But watch the movie... I have... That's all the information he gave it. <laughs> that's it. It's like, it's going to be great. It's going to be Blade on steroids. Which I'm like, what the I, fuck does that even mean? I like... 
I like the idea that there was no movie name insinuating that, like, there could have been a narrator coming in afterwards and be like, Wesley was not making a movie. <laughs> he, he, he just like, this movie's going to be crazy. It's going to be played on steroids. And he just, it's like, there was no movie. Wesley soon went to jail for well, murdering um, people he thought were vampires. Or it could just be like, they actually just give Blade steroids and they, they watch him just <laughs> rip, like, vampires apart with his bare hands. Man, I love that. I really like the Blade films, to be fair. So I, I'd be interested to see what he's talking about. But I don't know if I trust Wesley Snipes' judgment, to be very honest with you. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, I what, that's what makes his statement so funny, because you don't know where, where to go with it. <laughs> it's like, it's just like it's like DMX turning around and being like, you know, this is gonna make you feel really chilled out, and it's like I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> this uh, Wesley Snipes, he was really good in um, uh, what you call it that uh, Dolomite is my name. I thought you were gonna say uh, White Men Can't Jump. Yeah, why not? He was also good in White Men Can't Jump, but we've got that was like what twenty thirty years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dolomite is my name. He was good in that. He made an appearance in that, and uh, he played like the. Um, the director of um, Dol- the Dolomite film it was really good. If you ever get the chance to watch that, uh, but yeah, I mean, one film, uh, one Wesley five Wesley Snipes film I've been meaning to watch is Two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmore. Well, okay, well, what's that about? Um, it's basically um, Wesley Snipes and two other um, actors, including Patrick Patrick Swayze. Uh, they play basically drag queens going on like a road trip. Hmm. So yeah. Oh okay. Sounds like an interesting premise, oh. and it probably looks, sounds like it'd be quite funny. <laughs> Fair probably, enough. Probably not in the best taste anymore, but better than cheapest creepers. I, mean, I feel like we won't be able to <laughs> better than cheapest creepers. Like man, that is a very low bar you've set. Um, I feel I feel like um, that's the kind of film that we would like watch and review for the show, even though nobody will relate to it when we want to review it. I think it'll probably a uh, white man can't jump would probably be a better one. Why uh, that or like Demolition Man would be really good. Oh yeah, definitely. That yeah, that would be a fun one. That would be a, like a really fun one. Um, and finally, uh, this this like, last piece of news I saw today, and I was like, wow, this blew my mind. Um, it today is the fourth anniversary of the Nintendo Switch. Like holy shit! Man, that is so weird to think that it came out four years ago. It honestly feels yeah. like yesterday. I got my delivery from Amazon on the day it was released, and I was so excited. And then I spent the next 12 hours, like, holed up in my old bedroom, playing Breath of the Wild for, like, hours and hours and hours and forgetting to eat. <laughs> Such it's, good times. it's crazy to think how quickly time went, because I remember when you got it and I, like, came to chill at yours and yeah, you, I was like, you were yeah, showing me Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, I was really excited to play it, because, um... I came to yours and I was like, oh, ooh, now show me it in handheld. Now show me it back on the TV. Now show me on handheld. Like, it, just, it was just blowing my mind watching um, watching the play and, and, and seeing how, like, seamless it is, just going from handheld to, to the docked version. And, like, I take that for granted now, but back then it was just amazing. And I remember at the time just going, man, I really need to get one of these, but I'm going to wait till Mario Odyssey comes out. Um, and, and to be fair, I did. I, I, I actually did that. And... Uh, that was, yeah. I I do not like. I I do not regret that wait. It was great. I, I love I love my switch, and I'm glad that I did get it when I did. It is and much fantastic, and I very much look forward to what's happening next on the switch. Absolutely, and we have probably gone into that a fair amount over the past however many weeks where we talk about this potential switch pro. But you know, we'll say it again. I think they do need to 
probably give us like a hardware update sooner or later. Um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of tech they do throw into it. People have been uh, speculating that they will uh, put in like this. So I'm not great when it comes to like parts and 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 what they do, but there's apparently like a NVIDIA chip that um, can like replicate 4K, 4K displays and they were thinking of putting that onto the Switch and it like it's within the Switch itself and it up-reses it to 4K whatever you're playing. Which would be very interesting if it's actually true. I, I again, I think I bastardized the the um, the the knowledge behind it. But fuck it. <laughs> hey man, you say that, but you've totally sold me on it. That sounds like an amazing development for the Switch, and it would be a total game changer as well. It would really um, kind of upgrade everything, wouldn't it? It really would. I mean, like what the with the current Switch, from what I understand, like there's. NVIDIA tech already in there. So I think they are just saying, like, we'll wait for the next big progress to be made and then mm. start to fit as much as they can into it. Like, one thing I always forget sometimes is, like, how, you know, your mobile phone costs more than double the Switch? Yeah, very much so. so. Yeah. It's, yeah, this is something that just occurred to me the other day. But anyway, man, like, that is, that is it in terms of the... Um, the news this week, but that's because our main topics this week are basically more news. <laughs> um, <laughs> because just when you thought that after last week we got the Shadow Nintendo Direct getting dropped on us from nowhere, all of a sudden, in the last week and a half, we got a Shadow State of Play by PlayStation dropped on us, and then we got a Pokemon Direct. So we've got a lot to cover this episode, ladies and gentlemen, and it's going to be fun, I think. I made a lot of notes, and I hope they're good. Yeah, it's, fa- it's fantastic. What a time to be alive. But for those two drops to happen so quickly, and like just one after another, is amazing. Mm. So it's going to be another gamey-heavy one. It is going to be another gamey heavy one. I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, I really want to do a review of 3D World um, once I'm... Because I, I'm on like the second to last world... Sorry, the last world of 3D World, and I haven't played any of Browser's Fury. So I was like, man, I can't wait to review this. But also, we're not reviewing it for like at least two weeks because we need to do like non-gaming episodes for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we could totally just break the cycle and uh, do some Wesley Snipers movies. <laughs> Yeah, we, should we do Demolition Man next week? Oh, that'd be brilliant. Let's do it. Whether people Let's like it or not, we are coming out with Dem- Demolition Man. <laughs> yeah, just like, fuck it, Demolition Man, we're doing this. We're doing Demolition Man next week. I watched, um, just to like sidetrack a little bit here, I actually watched, because the trailer came out uh, for the new one, I watched the 1995 Mortal Kombat film on last Saturday because I had oh, nothing to do in the morning. Dude, it is so good in like the... Wor- like. It is so terrible, it's amazing. Like, it's honestly really entertaining. I, I think we should defo do these films. That, that sounds like the complete opposite of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Oh, yeah, what was I, that I, like? I tried to rewatch it, like, many years ago, and, like, as a group, we were just so horrified by it, we had to switch it off. <laughs> Whereas, like, the Mortal Kombat one is so cheesy, but it's amazing in, in like, the best kind of way. Like, they had fun with this, and, like, the main the main theme is, like, the Mortal Kombat, and then there's just techno music playing while they're fighting, and it's so funny. It is so catchy and funny, and it's that, so stupid, that, and that I love really it. That really reminds me of, like, the um, Dragon Ball Z um, Broly movie, where they could just kind of, like, <laughs> shout out, like, words during the... Kakarot! Kakarot! And it's like, Broly, 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 Broly! Broly, Broly, like that was a very weird song. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, it was good. It was, it was fitting. 
It was fitting, wasn't it? But yeah, man, I think we should um, we should do the Mortal Kombat films uh, ahead of the movie coming out because that would like be a good build up to the movie. But yeah, no, it's not to sidetrack too much. But we have plans, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're trying to get across to you. We have plans for this podcast, so please don't leave us. <laughs> so, which one do you want to start with first? I think we should do the state of play first. Yeah, let's go for the state of play. Let's do the state of play. <clears throat> so, um, so the state of play was last um, Thursday, I believe, Thursday evening. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, all of a sudden, Sony decided to to say like, "This is going to be a state of play, uh, similar to Nintendo Directs. They're just going to be talking about the different games that are going to be coming out, um, and like things that you have to look forward to in the first half of the year in terms of uh, what's coming on the PlayStation." So, obviously. Um, where where PS5 owners we have been since the first day when it was released, so yeah, I'm tr- quite try keen. Not, try, I don't not know <laughs> try not to rub that in, of course. Uh, I'm quite keen on seeing like where we can make our money's worth in terms of a new PS5 stuff because pretty much everything I've played so far, minus Miles Morales, has been a PS4 game on the PS5, um, and maybe Astro's Playroom if you count that. So it'd be good to see the like the new content for specifically the PS5 and what's going to come out. Um, you know, it's getting ahead of ourselves here, but we didn't really get any of that. But um, I felt overall quite content with what we did get. So, I mean, like, uh, do, do, do you have anything to say before we get into it? Into I mean, the, the yeah, fine I was details. quite content with uh, um, with what we kind of received on that one. I mean, a lot of it did seem to be kind of like uh, exploring in greater details games that were already already known to come out. Um, yes. But we did get the the odd kind of peppered in details like uh, seafood, but we can discuss that more later on. Of course, yeah. Let's do let's do a little breakdown of like the things that stood out. So I'm just going to say the things that stood out to me um, one by one. So first of all, and they actually opened with this, I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, they opened with the Crash Bandicoot Four uh, PS5 upgrade stuff. Um, which did they? They did, right? I'm not, I I'm not believe, going crazy. I right? believe so. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah, asking so you're the... asking a guy that can't remember what you put in last night, but I I'm willing to go with it. <laughs> I did just get the day wrong, to be fair, so I don't know if I'm worse. But anyway, so we got the uh, announcement, the inevitable announcement, I think, that uh, we're going to get a PS5 upgrade for Crash Bandicoot 4. Um, Crash Bandicoot 4, which has been out since November, has been, obviously, it's like it runs amazingly on the PS5. Uh, it's a beautiful game. It runs already at 60 frames per second. I don't really know what else the upgrade's going to do other than making the visuals a little bit sharper, if anything. But... Um, and oh, uh, they're actually adding in like haptic feedback into the game now. So not only do we have just like the normal game, but we have uh, it, it now touches you basically. Which, when is, you're which, which is super cool. I mean, like, as someone who's initially played Miles Morales and then has gone back to the PS4 version of um, Spider Man, you do really hmm. kind of miss the haptic feedback. You, you do when you're swinging specifically, isn't yeah. it? Like, it you really, really adds to the swinging. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. And I think um, it, it's cool that they've done this. I mean, personally, uh, I don't really see myself going back to Crash 4 anytime soon. I did just beat it like a couple of months ago, so I'm not in the mood to replay it just because of this. Maybe it's nice to know that down the line, if I ever want to reinstall it, I'll have like the upgraded version, which is cool. Um, and yeah, as I said, the haptic feedback will make any game any game better. Um, but man, like, are, are you going to 
potentially get Crash 4 at some point? I mean, you can, you're always welcome to borrow my copy. Um, so I will play it eventually, because I do really like my platformers, and it looks fantastic. But I just want to mention a really weird moment that I experienced during the kind of trailer for Crash. So yeah. there's a moment where they're talking about the haptic feedback, and they're yeah. showcasing uh, Dingo Dao, and they mm. say... They say with the haptic feedback, you can really feel the suck. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> of his, of his, like little vacuum thing, and I really made me do a spit take. But I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> to be fair, Crash Four is quite the adult game at times. Like there are points. So Dingo Dial straight up just swears, and at one point he just goes bastards, and it's like, "Wait, did he? T- why did he swear?" He's <laughs> like, "Fuck! Did he just? Did he just say bastards? Holy shit!" But yeah, uh, Crash Four. Um, uh, I'm not 100% excited about this, but I like that it's a thing. And as I, I mean, said, it's you, something you that I could have... before, like, you're not eager to get back back to it, are you, after playing it? Nah. Mm. Not really, no. Like, the I don't really plan on getting back to it for quite a while, to be honest with you. But yeah, as I said, it's nice that we're getting this upgraded version. Uh, but it's also something that I expected, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, they did release it so close to the PS5 and Xbox One S's release window that we were inevitably going to get an upgraded version um it is cool uh, not to sidetrack too much but it is cool to see that they're like on they've gone all out for each of the different platforms so like the uh, ps5 gets the upgraded version the ps4 obviously had the the base like pretty good version and uh, the switch because they knew that the ps4 version would not run very well at all on it um they basically rebuilt it from like with with much more um accessible uh, material for, like for the switch itself so that it can run well now on the switch apparently so I mean, that's it'll be, fan- it'll, that's fantastic it'll be good to see. it's nice to see that they've mm. really made the effort to ensure like a successful release on the switch absolutely and i think um activision is smart enough to know that they'll get a lot of people buying it on the switch if they do so you know they, they've had a lot of success with um the switch especially with like the crash insane trilogy yeah, definitely, definitely. And those game, those games run really well on the Switch, so it's not surprising to me. What I'm really hoping for, and I know they're not going to do this, but what I'm really fucking hoping for is that they go back and they patch Spyro, the Reignited Trilogy, and make it so that, like, the frame rate is uncapped, because um, I don't know if you know this, I don't know if you ever saw gameplay for Spyro on the PS4 and, <laughs> and uh, PS4 Pro, but basically um, they... The, the frame rate's, like, really, really shoddy. So what they did is they just, like, uh, they incorporated a whole fuck ton of motion blur into it, into the backgrounds and stuff when you're moving to paper over it. The problem is that it's, like, thickening. So people complained about it so much that they had to, like, put in a patch that you could turn off the motion blow, motion blur. But, that's that's, and that's like, a real damn shame, gotta say. It really is, because, like, the game is so beautiful, but when you're playing it, you're like, I can't, I can't focus on this because it, it kind of gave me a headache when I first I when I got Spyro, the Spyro Reignited trilogy I um I played through all of Spyro one on the day I got it and I think I just like I was feeling really sick at the end of it and I don't know if it was because of sustained amount of time playing with motion blur or um just playing an entire game in one day. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a shame that they went to the steps just to try and like gloss over an issue with the actual. Hardware, but with the actual game, exactly. So it'll be good to see if they did like actually patch it in the future and make a game which is already beautiful actually run really well, so you don't have to like feel sick when you play it. <laughs> um, 
the second thing that caught my eye is a game that's coming out pretty soon. Uh, it's called Returnal, and it's a horror game, and it's specifically a PS5 game, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be on PS4, but like it's the first um, Sony property to be released on the PS5 originally. Um, the word Returnal sounds like a made-up word that like I've just made up as like a... You know, it's like return and eternal and... Um, I mean, it does sound know. like a really kind of like fast hashed together like uh, title that kind of came during like one really like struggling group project, but... <laughs> no, that's exactly it. Like it doesn't sound like a correct word to be reading. And even when, I, when I'm looking at the notes right now, I can see like it's highlighted in red. Like there's not a word that you should be saying. I mean, <laughs> but, like, yeah, ret- literally, literally like when I, when I read it, I kind of assume that I've just had like a really bad dyslexic moment and just couldn't didn't read it correctly. Because <laughs> that often does happen. No, uh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. That happens to me as well. Um, the dash looks really cool and it makes it look like you can have quite fast paced uh, gameplay. Uh, which is weird to me for a horror game because, like, I always associate horror games with being quite slow and methodical in order oh, to yeah. scare you a bit more. Yeah. Whereas this looks like, uh, th- this looks like I think somebody put it quite well. It looks like um, a lot like a three D Axiom Verge. If you ever played that, which is like uh, Metroidvania on the last generation, um, and okay. that's like based a lot on the original Metroid. Oh. Um, right. and, and like steeped in horror and stuff so this will, this looks a little bit like that to me or reminds me of that, sorry so yeah, I mean look, I'm not the biggest horror nut, uh, especially when it comes to games, like I'm just not that uh, into getting scared myself, I think Resident Evil is kind of Resident Evil and Silent Hill as far as I'll kind of go with that kind of stuff, but it's cool to see a game coming out on the PS5 um, I'm probably not going to get it until maybe a while later after it gets a lot cheaper how about you? Um, yeah, I'm in the exact same boat, I'm ex- and I'm an absolute wuss, and I don't like scary things. Like, Resident Evil is about as far as I go. Silent Hill is yeah. pushing it, that's a little bit too scary for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, the psychological aspects behind this game do look quite interesting, but I'm not sure if that's enough to actually make me go for it, to be honest. No, absolutely. I feel the same way. I think it's just we're just not the audience, as we <coughs> said last time. Um, yeah, I think you're right. The, the, I wrote here... Um, and uh, I wrote here that basically uh, a, the the term PS5 original, which a lot of these trailers have at the end of them, uh, it literally means nothing. Really? <laughs> because they all release... if they, Whenever they release on the PS4, that doesn't feel like a PS5 original, but so many of these games have um, uh, the term PS5 original in like the very end of the trailer. So even like this game did. Um, I'm pretty sure... Like the some of the stuff we'll go into later did, which is basically just like upgraded versions of PS4 games. So I'm like, that's not a PS5 original because it's not originally for the PS5. What's wrong with you people? I mean, that's kind of like how Netflix does like Netflix original, and then it's just like them picking up a series that originally aired like somewhere else, and they've kind of continued. <laughs> it's it. like ne- a Netflix original. Chappelle show is like, hey, that's not, that's not right. <laughs> Did you see um, Chappelle Show is actually on Netflix now in America? They did a whole um, like stand-up trailer of Chappelle doing some stand-up, and like he talked about the the beef with Comedy Central, and then he talks about like, oh, thank you, you know, I finally got my show back. I feel powerful, and um, and then it's like Chappelle Show now on Netflix, and I was like, oh shit! It was a whole, it was a big advertisement, but he actually cool. did like a a fair bit of stand-up for it. Yeah, it was it was really cool. And I'm glad it is back, man. Like, it's one of the best shows ever, in my opinion. Probably the best. 
sketch show ever. So I'm glad it's hopefully it comes to England as well. I mean, we do have our VPNs, but the um, devices. I don't know about you, but like whenever I try to watch Netflix with a VPN, it's very hit and miss. Sometimes it works fine, and sometimes it's like you're in the wrong region. Yeah. But that's because I'm on my phone. Um, I don't know. I think it's fine on a computer, but any other device just gives you shit. I think it's, I think it's a bit of a cat and dog game where like one's just trying to keep on top of the other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a cat and mouse game, isn't it? A cat and dog game. I was like, yeah. cat dog. Cat dog. <laughs> cat, cat, cat dog. Anyway. Uh, anyway, so um, oh, here you go. Also, this is another just another comment, but basically, one of the studios are called mm-hmm. Slow Clap, and the other one is called Heart Machine. Um, and I think one of them is like the makers of Returnal. And I wrote, people can just name a game studio anything. It's like a two. It's like a random word generator. Just going, uh, pick two random words, and here you go. That's a game studio. I mean, slow clap is basically like what, like the clap, but you do like sarcastically, or it can just be like a really, really slow progressing like uh, venereal disease. <laughs> but like Heart Machine, I was like, why is this? Why is the studio called Heart Machine? That all that makes me think of is when you said that hearty starty thing for um, de- de- <laughs> defibrillators. Oh, that's fun. That's like I think that's probably the funniest thing I've ever said. <laughs> like, um, does does yeah? That's all I can think of when I read that. But uh Anyway, yeah, sorry. Uh, half of these were me commenting can, can on the trailers and half of them was just general. Yeah, explain hi hi to, to the audience. So I, I had a thought that, like, given a walkie-talkie called, like, walkie-talkie, like, I thought, like, a good name for de- uh electronic defibrillator would be a hearty-starty. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's it. That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's it, that's the tweet. I mean, I, I <laughs> anyway. that when I thought of it. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. But it's, um, yet, but it's yet to catch on in the medical field. <laughs> I was about to say, how do people at work feel about that joke? Did you did you ever tell that like to when somebody's like on his deathbed and you're like, hey, you know what would be really funny? If these things right here, the defibrillators that I'm about to use on your dying husband, if they were called hearty starties, like how walkie-talkies, and they're like looking at you with a really stern face and you're like, get it? Because walkie-talkies are like... <laughs> yeah, like the, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, as long as after you accidentally kill their their dad, the family's dad, you then plug the podcast to say, I'm sorry. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my medical mistake. Please listen to this podcast. I'll let you listen to it for free. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like, what they would have wanted. It's what they would have wanted. I've I've given you here. You go. All you have to do is go on to Apple Podcasts and click subscribe, and then you can have it for free. I specifically know which phone is yours, so that's why I'm letting you do it for free. Otherwise, everyone else has to pay. Trust me. Just don't, don't look into it. Just trust me. <laughs> um, the next game on the radar was a game called Solar Ash, uh, and I wrote this game looks really pretty. The game's art style is like really really nice i can't remember what it looks like i'm just saying i'm going off my notes by the way um and also the gameplay looks really good so probably will get um do you recall which one that is so i remember actually thinking yes this looks really visually amazing um you're like it's like what the end of the world or something end of your world or something and you're trying to like explore this area before everything goes to shit and hmm. you've got, like, a really interesting way of kind of, like, jumping, gliding and, like, traversing this kind of 
little world, and yeah, it looks quite cool. I can't remember. It looks. Like, I remember. I was about to say, like the notes. This is the problem with doing the podcast a bit too, like after the actual event is that I can't remember what I'm talking about, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, with uh, this one, I think I got sold on like the movement. So the character was moving around in a really cool way, and I was like, "Yeah, that's really slick. I want to. I want to play that. It looks fun." It's I really think cool. that's what it's sold like me. The, it's like either they're on heelys, which is really not cool, or they're on rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> they're just kind of like literally just like dancing and kind of like gliding around the unit, the world. It looks quite cool. Oh, cool. I'd love Unless they're that, kind of lame. <laughs> then that's not cool. That's even cooler. Um, the next were the next game on the radar after I think after that was released uh, was the new Oddworld game. Um, do you have any familiarity with Oddworld? Um, I remember you telling me about it when we last discussed this, but aside from that, no. Did when did we last discuss this? I can't remember. I think was it the specific game? Did we? Yeah, I think when we discussed this game. (laughs) Possibly, I think it's just a conversation between the two of us. But I remember finding the premise like oddly horrifying. Are you getting to the point where you can't re- like you can't differentiate from like our normal conversations between just me and you and what we actually say on the podcast? Yes. I I, I was about to say I get to fe- I get the impression you are because that that does feel like I was like wait a second did we did we talk about this in real life or did we talk about it on the podcast? We'd have to go back and listen to all the podcasts. So I don't want to have to like confirm whether that's the case, but. Um, no, yeah, no. As I was like, Odd World, uh, for you people who don't know. So it's basically, uh, God, how the hell do you explain this? Um, you're an alien, and there's this evil corporation who are who are like using your people and turning them into like meat, and and getting and and you're like in the factory and you're you're part of like the machine and the the factory sells this meat and it turns out that it's made out of your your people and I'm bastardizing the explanation of this but essentially it's like the the format the it's uh, thematically about like slavery and um, it's like really 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 heavy um, I remember because I played this game as like a seven year old and I just did not enjoy it and I think maybe that was the key to, as to why I didn't enjoy it because that this is no business being played by a seven year old. Yeah, I mean, as a concept, it is very strange, and I'm not used to that kind of, like, hard-hitting material coming from my yeah. games. <laughs> I know I know what you mean. Like, it was very... Even, I think I got put off from my experiences as a child, but it's also the kind of gameplay that I'm just not that into, because, yeah, you're going around, you're doing platforming challenges, and you're trying to instruct, um, like, your other race members to... Um, your your fellow aliens, whatever you are, to to like free them basically. It's like Pikmin, but with slavery. I think it's the best way to put it. It's like two D Pikmin with slavery. I think that's a very apt way to describe <laughs> it, really. Yeah, I think that's the best way I can say it. It's like you know, it's like go over here now, press this and I do this. Like you're talk, you're commanding a whole group of people at points, but you're you're effectively um, saving them from slavery and like being turned into meat uh which uh yeah i mean you know that it, it was very heavy as i said <laughs> um the next thing that really stood out to me was a game called kena uh k-e-n-a um and for what it looked like to me it was like a pixar tomb raider um i don't, I don't know if you remember what that is 
Um, oh, yes, when you're kind of, like, looking at the spirits and you've got, like, the staff, which kind of turns into a bow. I really was yes. digging the art style on that one. And the, those little spirit, yeah, yeah. black spirit things with the big kind of goop, like, beady eyes were, like, so cute. Well, this is the thing, right? So I was just on the PlayStation just now, and um, I was looking at, like, the pre-order list, and this one's already on there, and it's only going to be £40. Oh, so wow. that's actually, yeah, I was about to say, like, that's not... Too big a deal, like especially if the reviews come out and there it turns out to be quite a good game, it's good feeling, etc. It's not a Balan Wonderworld, but then uh, you know, I'm probably gonna get this one. So, I mem- yeah, I remember it's called a uh, Keen of Bridge of Spirits, isn't it? Yes, that's the one, yeah. Say, it looks like a Pixar Tomb Raider, but um, I kind of just like kind of had a quick Google as well. So, you're basically a spirit guide who uses her magical abilities to help the deceased people move from the physical world to the spirit world. You're basically a Shinigami. <laughs> you're a Shinigami. Just basically when yeah. you everything okay. I know into anime is what I'm doing. <laughs> no, fair enough. I guess a good way to rationalise it. Um, yeah, no, as I said, this is another one. The uh, the gameplay, the uh, art style really did appeal to me, so I think I will end up investing if the... As long as the reviews don't turn out to be absolute fucking garbage, then yeah, why not? <laughs> do, you, do you have anything else you wanted, you wanted to add to that one? Uh, not really. I mean, like, I probably would actually give it a go as well. I mean, it yeah, looks quite interesting. Um, the underlining story behind it looks to be, like, quite dark, so it'll be quite interesting to see where they go with it as well. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see how that goes, the developments come for that one. Um, to round off the PS5 uh, PlayStation uh, notes that I've made, unless you've got anything else to else to add, um, is probably, like, the big one for me anyway, uh, is the announcement of the Final Fantasy VII PS5 upgrade, as well as the Yuffie Kisaragi DLC. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, look, this was something that I was also expecting throughout the whole year. I've been meaning for ages to go back to Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, and now I have a reason to, but this is coming out in June, on the 10th of June, uh, and now the game is going to be, like, super, super sexy and even nicer looking, and you're going to get the Yuffie DLC. So, man, like, this is a, this is a fair package. I mean, look, you know, you've, you've not played 7, so you're not going to know about, like, Yuffie and stuff. But Yuffie uh, isn't in the main game. She's, uh, she's a character further into the story who's actually optional, but she was originally meant to be in the game, uh, but they, they had to, like, make her optional because of time constraints. Okay. Um, but, yeah. I mean, y- yeah, it, it'll be good to see what they can do. It it's like her story. What... Yeah, it will be. It'll be good to see. I mean, Yuffie's a ninja, so her, her gameplay is probably going to be like ninja gameplay. Um, yeah, I, I don't have that much more to add to this one, except like, you know, because it's only it's DLC and a PS5 upgrade, stuff that we expected, to be very honest with you. Uh, one interesting thing, though, is that the Yuffie DLC trailer does like point to a callback to a game called Dirge of Cerberus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people who like don't know about the Final Fantasy VII expanded universe kind of thing, um, Dirge of Cerberus is like often regarded as the absolute fucking like worst of the worst when it comes to those games. Um, so I'm I'm confused as to why they're calling back to it. To be honest with you, but um, yeah, it, it it's kind of weird that they would like. It's weird that when they acknowledge their own failures, but not only that, but like take it in their stride. Because Dirge of Cerberus is like um, instead of being an RPG, it's a it's a third person shooter. Okay. Because like you're dead, you know, the end yeah. of a gun, um, and it's it's really and Cerberus is the names of like Vincent Valentine's guns, who's also another character in the games. Because um, what they basically did is they did the Final Fantasy VII like 
the the game obviously and then because people like the story so much they started making side games about like some of the characters and like uh what happened in the past etc etc so uh, one of the characters is another optional one vincent valentine and they made a game called dirge cerberus because his main weapons are guns um and it bombed like it did really badly <laughs> it did really badly people hated it it controls like shit the story is really stupid and for some reason this game is like calling back to it and i just find that really funny I mean, maybe they're doing it so that like, the games that they they actually release look even better. <laughs> maybe. Well, funnily enough, you say that. So people who complained about Final Fantasy VII remake being like a three D hack and slash kind of game, mm-hmm. um, they're also doing a game called Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which is basically like a two D um, remake of the actual game, but it's much more akin to like an actual remake with much nicer assets and. Um, it's going to be released on iOS and Android, but I'm assuming we're going to get a Switch port at some point. But I just find that really cool that they basically went down the path of two different remakes at once. That's super neat. It's a nice way to make it more accessible to our fans, really, isn't it? It really is, and I think, you know, like, I don't know about yourself, but, like, I know there will be some people who won't play the remake because they haven't played the original, even though the remake is, like, is it's based on the original but it's loosely based on it if you know what i mean it's not 100 percent one-to-one um obviously because the, the the original you're as i said a few times before you're only in midgar for like the first 10 hours whereas this game is 40 hours in midgar so they had to pad it out a fair amount um so as i said it's only loosely based on it but yeah i mean look seven remake is now um they, they've now announced it as like the free game for march in the ps plus so if you have anyone who hasn't like actually played it, if you if you have PS Plus, you can play it for free. So it's worth a shot. Definitely, I, I think it's fantastic. That's, that's fantastic. I, really I can't believe they actually made that free free on Plus. Dude, you make your money back on Plus so quickly. Like I, you pay forty pounds for the year, right? Or sometimes like less than that. Uh, last month, the free game was Control, which won Game of the Year last year, and like it's the upgraded PS5 version. This month, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, because of PS Plus, I played Uncharted 4, I played Last of Us, I played like all of the, a lot of the big PS5 and uh, PS4 games and PS3 games. I've played because of PS Plus. Like you end up making your money back so quickly on it, even if you don't play online. That is really cool. I mean, like, provided you've got, like, you can actually have the time to play all these games. It's, like, a fantastic way to really kind of explore new new titles, isn't it? It really is, yeah. It's like if you're unsure if you want to actually give something a go, it's a great way to, to get yourself into it. Um, but, yeah, like, that is that is me in terms of the PS5 and state of play for PlayStation. So I I guess uh, if do you have anything you wanted to add to that? Is there anything you made notes on? Um, not particularly. I mean, like, there's one game I was kind of intrigued by, and that was um, Sifu, where you play as a martial artist. Um, mm. just like one thing, one of the mechanics in the game, it seems like every time you die, it seems that you actually age. Which I thought, which I thought was quite interesting. I mean, that really kind of so reminds me like... of like Sekiro, where where you die, like your death actually has an impact to the actual game. And seem like you actually, yeah, you do age. I'll be interesting to see what kind of how that impacts the actual story as well. Huh, I don't remember which one that is. Man, there were so many games that day that, like, I think I may have been 
watching but not really watching if you know what i mean like you know when you're watching and you're like it's not immediately something that i'm i'm interested in so i kind of turn off while i'm watching i mean um, like it was but, it was like you said it was a ton of games being showcased and it was a bit of like an overload as well wasn't it yeah and you know because so many of them let, let's just give our overall thoughts on the direct i guess is the best way to wrap this section up um for me like I wasn't expecting a whole lot going into it. I, I wondered about this, right? So when they announced the PS5, uh, keep calling it the PS5 State of Play, the Sony State of Play, um, you know, I've been a, a PlayStation kid since day one, like probably even before Nintendo. Um, I think I had a PS1 before a Game Boy. Um, so I I would think that I have the same sort of like excitement and attachment to sony stuff but i really don't like when they announced the state of play i was like oh cool it's something we can do for the podcast but i didn't have that same excitement as i did when it comes to a direct and i wonder sometimes if it's like a lot of that is to do with like smash bros i'm not too sure to be honest i think maybe it possibly could be because with nintendo you're extremely attention starved and like you don't get a lot of information yeah that's true with that could be with um Sony or PlayStation at least, you do get like um frequent trailers being released, you do get a lot of information out there. Uh Nintendo is a lot of stuff is quite guarded really, isn't it? I think that might that might play into it a bit. Yeah, and I know what you mean. I guess with Nintendo there's like a an air of intrigue when it comes to what they're gonna release. Like, you know, every time we're watching a Nintendo Direct, like, oh my god, what if this is the one where they announce Mother Three? Yeah. As like <laughs> whereas Sony there isn't really an equivalent to that, you know? Yeah. So that is really and true I, though. It's a good way to put it. The, it's like there's no equivalent of that like legacy that Nintendo have. Because Nintendo is like they if they come out with a, a new um, Mario or Zelda game is kind of like mind blowing, whereas I don't think Sony. As much as I love a lot of the Sony properties like Ratchet and Clank and mm-hmm. Uncharted, and as much as I love them, Last of Us, um, I don't have that same like mind blown experience. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like, I think it's it's safe to say that we have a fair bit of more attachment to all the kind of Nintendo kind of properties. Yeah, and it's you know it's not to say Sony don't have things to get excited about because that'd be a dumb fucking thing to say. I mean, you saw like the reaction last year when Last of Us Two was released and like people were cheering like how when they did with the Twilight Princess trailer. Like you know, it's it's a really big thing. Mm. I think it's just that a lot of the games which are super super popular that Sony release, I don't get into them until I'm like a, until a bit later. I think whereas Nintendo, I tend to be like one of the first people in line. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean. I th- Possibly due to like Sony like reducing their prices quite dramatically, Nintendo everything mm. being <laughs> quite rigid. That yeah, that's actually very true. You know, it's like I didn't buy Last of Us Two when it came out because I thought, well, it's going to be twenty pounds in a few in a few months, so I just waited, and I was right because I bought it on Black Friday for like twenty pounds. <laughs> so you know, I mean, as much as I appreciate the saving they kind of did shoot themselves in the foot because it became predictable as to when, like, the game would just drop dramatically in value. I mean, you know, the fact that, like, uh, fucking Final Fantasy VII Remake is now for free <laughs> kind of tells you all you need to know. It really does. It really does. But yeah, I mean, look, you know, do, do you have anything in terms of the future of your PS5 or Sony in general? Do you have any kind of like, I know, I know you're new to the game, I guess is the best way to put it when it comes to Sony, but 
Do you have anything in terms of hopes and dreams? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I'm totally like new to like everything um, PS5, PlayStation. But um, hmm. in terms of this actual state of play, like a lot of it was kind of stuff we knew was already coming. And like a lot of yeah. it was stuff that we've already seen trailers back in like October, November time already. Um, so there wasn't like yeah. a lot of like new new stuff, was there? It wasn't anything like really groundbreaking. I mean, it was nice to get some like new information regarding these titles that we knew were already coming out. But um, mm. I'm not too sure really. But um, I have heard in the news apparently, um, Sony have been pegged to uh, release some information about um what kind of drives will be compatible for the PlayStation, which would be quite cool. I'll be interested to see what they do with that. I mean. You know, I'm already kind of, like, having to juggle games when it comes to what's installed on my PlayStation. Just because it's, it's like, yeah, 600 gig isn't that much uh, isn't that much space when it comes to video games. Because they're all, some of them are, like, 100 gig just standard. I mean, Final Fantasy 15 is 100 and something gig um, because of all the DLC, etc. I mean, Final Fantasy 7 Remake is. Uh, a lot of the big scale games are quite big, like, at a minimum 50 gig. So... When when file sizes are like that, you know, you get like ten games, and then and then yeah, you're, you're gonna run out of space quite quickly. Definitely, definitely. So I think that would be the sooner we get that information, the better. But I've um heard that we are looking kind of the summertime where they release some information about that. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look personally for me, as a, as I said, I love I love a lot of the PlayStation brand. Um, but there isn't quite to the same level of, like, say, when Nintendo come out with a Skyward Sword remaster. There's no that same level of emotion, if you know what I mean. Like, I'm trying to think what kind of equivalent would there be for you in, like, a, a Skyward Sword capacity of, like, a remaster coming out. There is no equivalent for Sony, I guess. I mean, if anything for me, cause, because a lot of their content is always readily available, I think that kind of, that mis and uh, intrigue about what they might do kind of goes away a little bit because from what I understand from what I kind of feel um, Sony's Sony's approach to like their legacy content and backwards compatibility has always been we look towards the future but here is everything that we did already it's like here you go just have that we're not going to make too much of an effort with it like I don't know if you've ever played any of the remasters of like the PS2 games Mm -mm. but a lot of them are shit like a lot of them are quite hastily put together but I play them because they're only things available and it's like uh, you know if Nintendo did this they would never release it in this kind of state no they wouldn't I mean like Nintendo take a lot of pride in their bad catalogue don't they Exactly, and I, I I wonder sometimes that you know maybe Sony do just kind of like get a quick buck out of you because they know they're gonna you'll be like oh yeah cool it's Roger and Clank and it's uh, Jack and Daxter and you know oh look it's all the v- GTA games that are available for me let me buy them and then I can run around a little bit and never play it again you know I feel a lot more um, not disposable like. I feel like a lot of the games that I buy on the PlayStation are a lot more like, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a bit of time and then I'll put it down. Whereas Nintendo, I feel a little bit more connected to, like, their their franchises. But, you know, that's just me. Obviously, I'm sure Sony, like, certain people, there will be our equivalent in terms of PlayStation 2. Yeah. I mean, I think that is very much the image that Nintendo are really trying to go for, though. Don't, don't you agree? Yeah, I think they purposefully, like, play on the nostalgia and the love that people have for their legacy content because like let's be honest without the legacy stuff nintendo don't have a lot going forward Mm -hmm. um 
things. While Sony are always like, oh, here you go. Now here's, um, we, we know we've gave you Uncharted, but now here's Last of Us. Now here's um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Now here's, like, it's always like their their studios are always going from one new property to another yeah. after they do a couple of games and then they're done. And then they're like, okay, we're going to move on to the next big one. And they have such an amazing track record. Like, okay, so let's take Naughty, Naughty Dog, for example, right? These guys went from Crash Bandicoot to Jack and Daxter, to Uncharted, then to Last of Us, and now and um and it's just like that's an absurd batting average. I don't anyone like ever. I, I think people often say like they're probably the best game studio in the world, but like that is an insane batting average. I mean, it's an incredible. Um, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's not just them, right? Like, okay, take Insomniac as well. They created Spyro the Dragon, then they made Ratchet and Clank, then they went on to... Okay, they made Resistance Fall of Man or whatever, but then they carried on making Ratchet and Clank all the way throughout the PS3, made the fucking Spider-Man, and now they're focusing on Spider-Man, and it's like, you know, they there seems to be, like, a fair amount of emphasis on quality, but a lot of it is, like, let's move forward, on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, the people who made um, Ghost of Tsushima, Sucker Punch, mm-hmm. they, they're the ones who created Sly Cooper, and then they then they made it infamous, and then now it's obviously Ghost of Tsushima. It's like, there, there's always a sense of progression without, like, any looking back. Um, like, for example, we're not going to get any Sly Cooper games ever again, probably, even though people love those games. And Whereas I think if it was Nintendo... Um, we would be getting Sly Cooper games, and we would own. We would only ever be getting Sly Cooper games from that studio. I know that's very true. That is so so true. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, there's no studio in Nintendo where it's like, okay, cool, you made this Metroid game. Now never like touch the series ever again. Retro, go and like make new things. Um, and you know whether that's a good thing, whether that's a bad thing, that's up to you. At the end of the day. Um, I, mean, uh, I don't think there necessarily is a good or bad side to it. I think it's just different approaches. I mean, it's nice that we have two platforms. One that does, like, focuses on specific um, in IPs, and then you've got another one that's constantly moving on to the next thing, the next thing, strength to strength to strength. We're just so privileged to live in a time where we actually get to experience but the best of both. Yeah, that's a good. That's a really good outlook on it. Yeah, there's there's no good or bad side to it really. It's just games, isn't it? More and more games for all of us. Some people we get the old stuff. Sometimes we get the newer stuff. But at the end of the day, as long as it as long as it's fun, who gives a shit, right? Exactly. Um, cool. Well, let's move on to the next big topic of the day because fucking hell they just didn't want to give us any time to breathe when it came to this week's episode um so ladies and gentlemen um obviously we're, we're pretty big pokemon fans as you probably understand from like the last few weeks when we talk about pokemon we have a lot of like pokemon knowledge we've been pokemon fans since like i've been pokemon fans since i was like six or seven or whatever when the if the craze first took off um so when they announced that the Pokemon uh, Direct was coming for Friday afternoon, I think I was like, okay, cool. I know what this is going to be. This is probably going to be the Gen 4 remakes, but I'm still very excited to see what they do with it. Um, and yeah, that's what we got. We got the Gen 4 remakes. So, Amrik, uh, first things first, I mean, you know, I mean, can we, we can had we, can all we, of this. Can we first talk about like how well made this kind of Pokemon kind of say direct was actually put together like the initial beginning where it like cycles through the last 20 uh 25 years of pokemon was like a joy to watch 
So that's what I've written that as well. I was just like the nostalgia at the trip at the beginning was fucking cool, man. Yeah. Like I just went Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, yeah. TV show, anime. Oh, anime TV show. I, like, I mean, like, they, like yeah, they literally cover everything, like from the trading card games to yeah. It was, it's fantastic to see the journey. It was amazing, wasn't it? I loved every second. <laughs> I liked it. It would. It's so funny if like they started being really derogatory towards like certain games. They were just like. The shitty GameCube ones. <laughs> <laughs> Those fucking mystery dungeon games that nobody likes. <laughs> um, but no, they, they showed everything and they just like showed it in a, such a like sweet way. It was nice to see the journey and how it's all progressed and evolved, I've got to say. Yeah. And, you know, as somebody who's been there from the very beginning, that was very cool. Like, that was it was cool as shit to see all of that. Um but yeah, I mean, the the first thing I was gonna I was gonna play into there, where I was gonna be like, you know, this whole thing we anticipated Gen Four, and we knew Gen Four was coming. So let's first of all talk about Pokemon Snap. <laughs> so, so the first thing we got in terms of the reveal um, after the nostalgia trip at the beginning was uh, a gameplay of new Pokemon Snap. Uh, we both went into Pokemon Snap a few weeks ago, didn't we? When we we talked about it on the news, and uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we finally have some gameplay. And I still don't really care about it, but I'm glad it's a thing for people who care about this game. Yeah, I mean, it's not something I'm really gonna get into, but <laughs> it's nice to know it's there. <laughs> it's nice to know it's there. It's like that. Uh, it's just really nice to know it's there, just in case. Even though I'm never gonna be interested enough in it, but. Anyway, Pokemon Snap looks pretty cool. The graphics are cool. Uh, uh, I, I don't really know what else there is to say about it because I'm not that interested in it. What, what about you? You got anything else you wanted to add about Pokemon Snap that we didn't say last time? <laughs> I mean, not at all, really. I mean, like... <laughs> as, remember that anime, like, Tracy? Yeah. Like, I, I did not care for him, his job, or anything he did. Yeah. And rather fitting, I don't really care for this job, this, like, uh, game either. <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you mean. Look, man, like, you know, you can be fan- you can be fans, diehard fans of a franchise and not give a fuck about a lot of the things that it does. And just like Mystery Dungeon, I've just never really cared about Pokemon Snap because I don't have the N64. I never played the original game, but even, like, the premise has just never appealed to me of, like, taking photos of Pokemon. I like fighting them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I prefer to making my animals fight each other. Exactly, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, Pokemon Snap, you'd think, like, in the Instagram age, the appeal would have gone down after seeing so many people do photos and videos of, the, like, their cats and stuff, but here we go. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't even take photos on a database basis, so I'm not really going to do it in a game. I mean, like, in, like, <laughs> games, but, like, a lot of RPGs nowadays, they give you the option to take photos or, like, well, a lot of games do, photo do mode. that, don't they? They have included photo mode. How often do you, yeah, how often do you use the photo mode? I think I test it out once per time. Like I'll, I'll, I'll go like, oh, what's the photo mode like? Or, or sometimes I, I go onto the photo mode by by accident, yeah. and <laughs> that's more often than not. That's how I end up in the photo mode. I'm like, oh, this game has a photo mode. Let me get out of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one kind of time I did kind of enjoy like the photo mode was in Dragon Quest Eleven on the Switch. When you're making them do poses, yeah, you can make them do yeah. like, poses and then dance, and then you can make them look like they're crying. And like, that was so much fun. And I'm like, I've been seeing like people review like videos on YouTube having them dance to like Beyonce and stuff, which is quite entertaining. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, when people, you know what, when people, admittedly, like, we're taking the piss out of it, but when people get creative with it, it can be really, really good. Like, um, that Animal Crossing, somebody did uh, a recreation of the uh, Who Broke It scene from Parks and Recreation, but in Animal Crossing, and that was amazing. That was like, incredible. that was amazingly done. Because it's like so well done, and I love it when people get that. It's just like I think because me, me and you aren't that kind of creatives. If yeah. I'm, I'm just being presumptuous here, but I'm not, I mean, and I, I have a feeling you're not. Crossing Island look like shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, that is probably what we're going to say about Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Uh, so the real meat and uh, for fuck's sake, I did this last time as well, where I said meat and bones, and I think that's not the right term, and. <laughs> You didn't correct me, and now I feel stupid. Um, Returnal. Okay, there's a game called Returnal coming out, so nothing I say can sound stupid. <laughs> Thing is, like, you say meat on the bones, but, like, I can't think of what the correct one is. I can't either, and that's what's worse, is, like, you know, you, you don't, you, when you're not recording, we're, like, super articulate human beings, and then... I mean, you, you, you've known me for more than 10 years. I've never been articulate in a day in my life. Hey man, like at least at least don't break the illusion for the listeners. I'm sure they think they're like, man, this guy's like the most charming, suave human being I've ever listened to, and it's like, oh no, don't say that. He's an he's a nerd. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, right. Gen four remakes. Um, let's cut to the fucking point. So the names. Let's first of all talk about that. So we've got Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond, and I don't know why I did it in that order, because it's always been Diamond and Pearl, but I've written it in that order, so I'm just going to stick with it. Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond. What do you think about the names? I feel like they just went, fuck it, we don't know what adjective to use, so we're just going to say, uh, I don't know, make it, make it shining. Uh, just... Brilliant sounds so lazy to me. Like, they just went, oh yeah, this one's brilliant, this game's good. Like, guys, 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 come on, what do you think about diamonds? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Come on, come on, you got to come up with a title. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, let's go, sort it. Uh, come on, guys! Pearls, pearls, pearls! What do you think about pearls? What do you think about pearls? Shining. Yep, yep, yep. You got it. Shining's perfect. I think that's how the music. I personally can't wait till they get to the Gen Five and they're like, uh, "Superior White." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> that's, that's oh that, my God! That one could probably do really well in like a lot of places in America. Like people, oh, people with amazing. people with switches, like they'd buy it and they don't even own switches. <laughs> just, like, this right on my, it'd be the same people that for some reason listen to our podcast and do horrible things because we accidentally spare them on to do horrible things. Those are the people who will be more than up for buying Pokemon Superior White, <laughs> Superior White version when that comes out. I mean, you, you can't you can't see me right now, but I am shaking my head in disapproval. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, um, oh. it's an interesting naming scheme. Um, brilliant and shining. Don't know why. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. I I don't know why. There's no. It's like okay, right. So Omega and Alpha are counterparts. Yeah. Um, uh, fire and Leaf are kind of counterparts. I mean, they're more elements, but they're they're counterparts in context of Pokemon. They're counterparts. Um, if you're gonna go for red and green, I feel like. If they went for, like, water blue or something, then that's, like, a real counterpart. But that's maybe because, like, we have the Western bias of uh, red and blue being our Pokemon versions and yeah. not red and green. Yeah. Um, 
heart gold and soul silver again that is kind of like a counterpart i mean heart and soul yeah that that makes sense shining and brilliant have nothing to do with each other i'm sorry i mean in many ways they're kind of like the same kind of word aren't they yeah it's just like as i said i feel like they just kind of went what could you have done like shining and dull brilliant and dull (laughs) well like what could you have done uh, I, i don't know Dickhead Diamond and Pussy Pearl. That is awful. I really wish you didn't say that. <laughs> um, hey man, after all, after all the other stuff we just said, hey fuck it, we're just gonna steer into the the horribleness. Um, uh, literally, like, uh, maybe that's why. That maybe this I'm, is maybe this is why they came up with those names because it was so bloody difficult to come up with. Yeah, but we've else. been trying for like ten seconds. They've had like two, three years to do this. Yeah. No, they they could they've had since the original Diamond and Pearl came out. By that point, we already had like the 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 Gen One remakes, and we were getting the Gen Two remakes at the same time. So it's like you've had ten years to think of better adjectives and more fitting adjectives for Diamond and Pearl. Maybe that's the only thing. Maybe maybe this was the only thing holding them back from releasing these games. Oh God, yeah, they couldn't get they couldn't get they couldn't get the names, so they just kind of like you know guys you know guys. Fuck it. Shining and brilliant. Fuck it. <laughs> Shining and brilliant. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, oh, I don't know. I have nothing left. I don't know. Like, shiny pearl. Yeah, because, like, shiny works better, maybe. Because, oh, fuck's sake. But that's, that's the thing. Brilliant, like, maybe, like, ble- uh, gleaming. You know, you know when you've been facing a project for so long? Yeah. And, you, like, you're you so, just, you get you're so, so, bogged you're down so sick and tired of it. You just want to get it done. <laughs> So, like, you're yes, like, fuck yes. it, guys, we're going to these names, whether you like it or not. Yes, it sounds like <laughs> shit, but this is all we got. I'm just trying to think. I mean, <laughs> at this point, yeah. Okay, maybe we can't be overly critical, because it wasn't, like, we're already struggling to think of better adjectives. But really, all you had to do was just sit there with, like, a, a thesaurus and look at <laughs> and look up synonyms for good and, 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 and just... Pick two, and I know that's basically what they did, but they they picked very basic ones, to be honest with you. Like yeah. again, I don't know why they didn't go with the counterpart um, theme that they have been for like the last twenty years. Again, it's not important. <laughs> Let's get into the actual game. <laughs> uh, so, what do you make about the art style, the Chibi art style? Uh, I I wrote um, I really really like Chibi Dawn, and I fucking hate the Chibi Boy. Like I'm a hundred percent playing as Dawn when I buy this yeah, game I'm gonna because be playing, I hate the boy. I'm gonna be playing as the girl anyway. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. The guy looks like a fucking dork in like the original. He really does. I mean, like I liked I played as a boy in the original, but I think I will like. There's always a canonical main character, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it, it, I think it's like according to whoever makes the appearance in the anime. So uh, it, it's like the canonical main character of Gen 3 is Mei yeah. because she was in the anime and then Dawn because she's in the anime, etc., etc. Um, I think, anyway. But uh, with Dawn, like, she just looks a lot better, to be honest with you. I think she suits the chibi look a lot better. What do you reckon, in terms of the assets overall, in terms of the production, what do you think? Because I thought it looked... Um, the, the chibi look kind of felt a little bit cheap, even though I kind of understood what they were going for at the same time. I don't feel good that they're going to probably charge £60 for it, going by the effort that probably went into this. I mean... I feel like they've kind of gone in the same direction of um, Link's Awakening. 
That's but it looks like Link's Awakening, but just not as good. Yeah. Like Link's Awakening was a very pretty game. Yeah. Um, and that's why it kind of ran like shit at times. Yeah. Whereas this, this I'm looking at it, I'm like, you know, it's probably it looks a lot more basic. And I don't know. And I was trying to work this one out the other day. Do you know when you first saw? Um, oh, I don't know because you you weren't really into Pokemon back then. But the first time I saw Fire Red after playing Red Red, um, that kind of blew my mind. And the first time I saw uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver after playing so much of Crystal, I was like, yo, that, that's amazing. Like, the step up is amazing. I just feel like we're now at the stage where the remakes, they will look a lot better and they will probably play a lot better and be better. But it feels like graphically the step up just is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm. I mean, the, yeah, I, I think the this- DS wasn't that long ago. Um, like, it's not that long ago. The DS had some really pretty games, you know? Yeah. So, it's, it's not like the graphical... The graphical step-up will obviously be a lot in terms of, like, pure pixel count, in terms yeah. of going from, like, these uh, 200p games to, like, full 1080p. But I just I just feel like maybe the art styles as well, you know, they're not going to be as much of a step-up. And I think that's what we're all feeling now, is that yeah. people who feel underwhelmed by the art style we are getting, uh, it's probably because the original games still hold up really well. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's the art style is something that I will actually get used to playing. I mean, yeah, the yeah. character sprites in the overworld look strange, but I've got to say, like, mm. the actual overworld itself looks really nice. I mean, like, they... Floor, they go through Floroma Town, and it actually looks quite beautiful, I've got to say. Um, when yeah. you're in battles, everyone's full-sized, which is, like, just pretty much as it was back in the uh, original game. So, yeah, it, it's not so bad, really. Um, like you said, though, it's I am, not, I am definitely going to go for no. playing as Dawn rather than the uh, guy who looks like a fucking dork. I can't remember the boy's name. Uh, I don't know if this one's Ethan, or is that the Gen 3 one? I can't remember, it doesn't really matter. Um... Uh, one thing that just stood out to me is that um, this game isn't made by Game Freak. Yeah, so it's um, Pokemon and they've got another... Well, it's uh, Game Freak and they've got another team attached to it, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. So from what I understand, um, it's not made by Game Freak. It's made by, like, Ichi or something. Wait, let me look it up. I, I should really write this stuff down when I'm... Uh, you know, You know what I mean? Like, while I'm in <laughs> the middle of it. Um, it's made, what's it called? Brilliant Diamond, right? Yeah, so it's, uh, Ilka. Ilka. Okay, so apparently these guys made the, um, Pokemon Home, like, the, the app. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to see what else they've done, actually. So, Ilka, yeah? Mm-hmm. Ilka Games? Um... There's, like, articles on Nintendo Life, so some history about Ilka games. So, yeah, we're not the first ones to talk about their back history. Uh, but, yeah, no, they, they seem to be a... Like, they've specialised in terms of being supplementary to, like, a lot of different studios. So they worked on games like Nero Automata as well, uh, it looks like. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see what this game comes across as. And one, like, the main thing to take away here is that they've outsourced the development for the first time in, like, ages. I, I don't think they've ever done that before. I'm not too sure, to be honest, but it'll be interesting to see what they bring to the table. Maybe this will be the for new a, For a mainline game. Yeah, absolutely. This might be, because I think, you know, Game Freak got so much criticism over the Sword and Shield uh, games. Mm. Uh, I don't know if maybe they're thinking, like, we should not 
stretch ourselves too thin anymore. Yeah, I mean, quite possibly. And, like, really focus on the quality. Because, you know, at the end of the day, Pokemon has to be, like, an annual franchise. There's a game every year for, like, for the sake of the, the franchise being so huge, you know? It's the biggest franchise ever. So... So they absolutely need to capitalize on that. They need to make sure that they're they're meeting their targets. So it makes sense. But I think for the longest time, Game Freak were kind of like carrying the burden of it. But now it's like, okay, they're going to focus on this new thing and try new things. And uh, we, we will get into this new thing in a, in a second. But it, I just find it quite interesting that they're actually outsourcing for the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, just, like, I'm, ho- uh, I'm hoping it will pay off. And I'm hoping this comes across as a really solid remake. I mean, like, the foundations the foundations for the game are all there, and it's a really strong game in general. So, yeah. I mean, what could go wrong? That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, you know, regardless of art style and regardless of, like... Uh, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of risk when it comes to remakes like this, because at the end of the day, like, the core game is still fantastic. It's still Diamond and Pearl. Um, and all they need to do, really, is just make it faster. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, because... I don't know if anybody played, like, uh, obviously you have, but, like, the, the listeners, if you've not played the original Diamond and Pearl, um, not Platinum, because they did speed it up, but the original Diamond and Pearl were, like, unbearably slow. Yeah. Uh, not just the battles, but, like, everything. The walking speed, the surfing speeds particularly, like, it was all really slow. Yeah. I mean... That was, like, the big criticism. It's it's worth mentioning that I literally worn, wore out the A button on my Nintendo <laughs> DSi with that game. Yeah, I literally <laughs> mashed that button to pieces, and the game was same became so worn out, it would never kind of produce that kind of satisfying click that the other buttons would. That's yeah, that kind of says all you need to say, doesn't it? Um, it, another interesting um something I actually sort came across online. So yeah. there's a NPC that's only available in platinum. And yeah. in Floroma Town, and that NPC was spotted in the remakes. Um, okay, what, what does the NPC do? Because I know um, there's a lot of uh, so, stuff specific to Platinum. So there wasn't in, um, a lot of um, information regarding what that NPC actually does. Um, it was just kind of yeah. making a more kind of generalised nod off. Maybe we're looking to see some of the um, some of the bits from Platinum, uh, sorry, uh, Platinum being ported over to the game. So that I'd expect that, that to be the case, to yeah, be honest so with could, you. It could basically come with its uh, own improvements, really, hopefully. I mean, it should. Like, at the very least, you'd expect the Platinum improvements to be in there. Yeah. Um, and, like, the Platinum events and uh, the extra bells and whistles that it added. Yeah. I mean, I've only ever played Platinum. I don't know what Diamond and Pearl are, uh, are like as a core game, um, except from, like, footage I've seen. So, so I, I don't actually know. I've played... I initially had Pearl, but I did play Platinum eventually. And while yeah. Platinum does improve a lot of things on Diamond and Pearl, Diamond and Pearl is still a fantastic game nonetheless. And like one thing I'm really looking forward to is playing through the kind of events that the Platinum and Pearl actually has. I mean, like getting. I getting, hope they're in there. I really hope so. I mean, like I hope you get chances yeah. to get Darkrai, Shaman, Arceus. I mean, that would be fantastic. Like, the, the, like the, only the, way, day, the only way I was able to do it is getting, like, buying, literally buying action replay right. from game and actually, yeah, getting hold of the secret uh, items. Oh shit, you did, it, you did it legit? No, no, I had to um, get an action replay cartridge from game. 
Oh. I didn't. I don't know if you ever came across action replays. Did you? No. No, I never used to. No, so I, I, I've never seen that before in my life. It's basically a cheat cartridge which you can put into your DS, load the load the um, software. You, cheats. Yeah, you, yeah. You unplug it and we insert your game software. It uploads you some cheats that have been installed into it, and you can basically select the cheats you want. You could literally build a Pokemon with whatever IVs you wanted, or likewise huh. you could spawn whatever Pokemon you wanted. And I just basically used it to get the um, events, like the flutes, the hotel key, I think it was, and what I was fucking hmm. into for Shaman. Oh man, that's really cool, actually. I remember the events from, like, that generation specifically, so not just hmm. not just Diamond and Pearl, but, um, not just Diamond and Pearl and Platinum, but also, like, the Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver remakes. The events were, like, so fucking cool. Hmm. Like, they, they were the most immersive events out of all the Pokemon, if I'm not mistaken. Like, there was one in, um... Heart Gold and Soul Silver, where you go and you like time travel with Celebi. That was really cool. Yeah, and you see a backstory of like your rival with yeah. his dad Giovanni and stuff like that. And it's like it was all bite size, but it was cool that they gave a little bit of extra flavor to these games because you know there weren't any originals. People wouldn't have known the better if you just left it out. Um, what I do hope is that in the new ones they add in like this kind of stuff into the story because, in my opinion, I. I think Gen 4 had the best mythicals, like, not, not necessarily the legendaries, but, like, the mythicals. As you said, like, Shaman and um, um, Man- Manaphy and uh, um, the, the, what you call it? I know Azelf and uh, the, the three, like, alien ones, Mesprin-Oxy. they're all built into the story. Yeah, Mes- yeah, Oxy. Um And as you said, Darkrai, like, it'd be cool. And and what's, what's the... Um, Cresselia? The... Cresselia, that's what I say. I was like, what's the moon equivalent to Darkrai? Yeah, it's, it's Cresselia. Like, it'd be cool if they're all built into the story. I mean, I might be asking for a bit much, uh, and I don't know how much leeway that um, Ilko are going to get when it comes to development and, like, added things they're going to add, but it'd be cool to see that stuff in there. Oh, yeah. I, really uh, I mean, Gen 3 kind of knocked it out of the park with that stuff when it came to the remakes where, um, like, the, the vanilla Gen 3, the original games, weren't too heavy in mm. terms of content so the oras remix they gave us like an entire second half of the story and yeah like you can blow through it quite quickly but it was fucking cool as hell for someone like me who who grew up with the original like uh ruby to then play uh omega ruby beat the elite four and all of a sudden it's like you've got this entire bit of the story with rayquaza that was cool as shit and you go into space on the back of rayquaza and um and fight Deoxys in space. It was like that kind of blew my mind the first I mean, time like, I played it. That sounds so nuts. Like, can you imagine explaining that to like your childhood counterpart? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, to be fair, my childhood counterpart had no idea who Deoxys was. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, it's one of the stories. Like, I, I was only ever familiar with Pokemon that were like built into the game story or built into the poke the 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 like actual games whereas someone like Deoxys you had to kind of go a fair bit extra to like actually encounter it yeah yeah I think it was it was like Possum Pop event or something I think it was yeah and I hate when they do that to be honest with you because it just kind of like once you miss it it's gone and it's like uh what the fuck's the point um but like in the day of the internet where all of the mystery gifts and the events and stuff are all just like downloadable on the internet, you know, you can't really complain too much no, that's true. Um, nowadays. Back back then it was like, 
from the specific Pokemon Center in Japan, you can get a code, and then finally you can encounter Mew, and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, just make it easy, guys. Like, why would you purposefully exclude people from trying to 100% your game and, like, complete your Pokedex, you know what I mean? Do you remember those days when we used to go to town and get, get the codes for you for your Pokemon games from game? Oh, my God, yeah. Do you know what? In retrospect, I remember me and you doing that, and the guy was like, I was like, I hope he doesn't laugh at me. And then he just gave us, like, he's like, hey, do you want, like, these two extra ones? And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that guy was, like, super chill. He's like, oh, hey, here, I have some extra ones. <laughs> yeah, they stopped doing those as well, actually, if I'm not mistaken. They just became, they all became just, like, download from the internet when you connect your device up. Um, they never had any for Sword and Sealed, from what I understand. They just had DLC, and that's it. Yeah, true. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Like, Sun and Moon had a lot more support than yeah. Sword and Shield, to be honest. Except for, the, obviously, I the mean, DLC e- campaigns are huge. Even Let's Go didn't have any kind of mystery gifts, did they? Yeah! That's a very good point, actually. Let's Go had no mystery gift stuff, even though there was a mystery gift function built in. Yeah. It, it was just no no fucking point. It was just obsolete. Uh, I mean, anyway, I mean, man. Like, game it would be love, lovely to have that feature back. I know, it's, uh, I hate that. It's like, a part of me thinks, it's like, I feel bad for Game Freak sometimes when people criticize them, but a lot of the time they do stupid shit. That makes me feel like, okay, come on, you, 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 you're you a child of, like, one of the richest companies ever. So surely you can, you can put, like, a little bit more effort into your, into your game production. <laughs> oh, well. Um, the next big one, and I feel like this was a big talking point, to be honest with you, uh, because look, let's be honest. We knew the Gen Four remakes were gonna come. Yeah. Um. Whereas this next one was like, what the fuck? And it is called Pokemon Legends: Colon Arceus. Yeah. Uh, um. I mean, it's and, the title and, that took yeah. everyone by surprise, wasn't it? We were just like, what the hell is this? Because when they started doing the the gameplay for it, I was like, oh my god, are they doing like the Chibi art style? And then they're all of a sudden doing like this big expansive DLC open world thing. Like, what the hell? That's going to clash. But it turns out it's a new game, um, which is strangely also set in the Sinnoh region. But what I understand from this, it looks like it's like the natural progression of Let's Go, the concept of Let's Go, where the main kind of combat is throwing Pokeballs at Pokemon and hoping it lands. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to see they brought that back. It was so weird to see because you've not just got Let's Go gameplay, but it's like you've got this... It looks like an open-world Pokemon game where you're running around the fields and there's definitely some, like, Breath of the Wild vibes in there. Yeah, And, like, seeing a Pokemon character where the the camera becomes like an over-the-shoulder camera as you're about to throw a Pokeball, like, harkening back to fucking Resident Evil 4. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're, like, you're lining up a Pokemon, like, as if you're about to shoot it. And, um, yeah, it was, just, it was just crazy. I was like, whoa, where the hell did this come from? Uh, and, like, I mean, you've got a goddamn dodge roll mechanic in the game, which suggests that Pokemon will attack you. Yeah, it looks that way. It's, like, a really interesting idea. I mean, I guess it's really kind of, like, primitive days for this game because this it's is, like... 2022. It's going to be, like, on the off the Pokemon timeline, this looks like it's going to be the very first kind of origin story, really. Oh, my God, it's the Skyward Sword of Pokemon games. In many ways, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's weird. it was weird to see. So, basically, it seems like you're, like, a sing- you live in, like, a singular village. 
by the way that they described yeah. it, it doesn't seem sounds like there's any of the settle- settlements. But that being said, Pokeballs still exist. And... That means apricorns exist, I think, because I feel like I'm pretty sure they confirmed that Pokeballs are made from apricorns so, in Gen Two, right? Isn't that so? Actually, apricorns. Are, there's a, there's an article about this on Tumblr. So basically, apricorns are just locally to that that region, but the South Co oh. actually has like a monopoly on the Pokeball system. Oh my god, yeah. that seems very. Uh... Yeah. That seems pretty dodgy, doesn't it? Yeah, so you basically got this one guy that's handcrafting balls, and then you've got, like, this me- mega corporation that's, like, channeling out <laughs> these, like, industrial-made <laughs> balls. Yeah. Ah, that's quite interesting, actually. Um, I was going to make a joke just uh, where I, I said, like, it's like the Skyward Sword of the Pokemon games, and I was about to say, yeah, and we get to see the origin of the Master Ball, uh, forgetting that the Master Ball is actually a thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <man, that's... laughs> Yeah. I mean, technically, you probably will see the origin of the Master Ball if they make a big, like, big thing about it. Because you know, in the, in normal games, it's just kind of like, here you go, Master Ball. It's like, oh, thanks. There's only one of these in existence. Okay. So don't waste it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> but you've just given it to me for, like, defeating the Mafia. Yeah, I <laughs> imagine, like, that would be hilarious if they actually do into, like, the origins of, like, the Master Ball or something ridiculous like that. I mean, look, this game looks like it's going to be a lot more lore-heavy than, like, a normal Pokemon game, and I'm, I'm all up for that. I think Pokemon has a lot of potential when it comes to that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, um, like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm definitely all, all in for that. It would be really interesting to see what they do with it, and I really hope they kind of absolutely. establish some, like, meaningful backstory behind everything. Yeah, me too. Me too. I really do. And it's interesting to see what they're doing with the region, because it's, like, uh, like, a feudal sort of theme to it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And... The three starters you get are Cyndaquil, um, Pip, uh, Cyndaquil, Oshawott, and um, and 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 Rowlet. So that was like uh, when they said the three starters, I was just like, that seems very random. But then I read somewhere online somebody was like, oh, um, it's like because Oshawott turns into Samurott, so that represents the samurai. Uh, Decidui becomes the uh, sorry, Rowlet becomes Decidui, which represents the uh, archers. Mm-hmm. That's that's quite interesting. That's quite yeah. It's an interesting theory. I mean, I don't know what Typhlosion is. But it's it's very strange. Like consider, you have these Pokemon from other generations, and mm-hmm. this is happening prior any other Pokemon game. That kind of suggests there's like some sort of ex- extinction event that wipes out the Pokemon from other generations in the Sinnoh region, and then Diamond and Pearl. Well, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? That's a very interesting thing because for they never really confirmed that like the later generations actually take part uh, or like are all later down the line are they they're all over the place in terms of like where they are yeah um in in the timeline so I wonder how I, I, I get the impression that like all the Pokemon exist concurrently um it'll be interesting to see what they do with it I mean th- we're probably not gonna get an explanation I mean we never do. <laughs> No, we never, we never do. But I'm, I'm, um, I'm not one to really kind of argue against it or anything. I mean, I'm happy to take what I'm given. I know what you mean. I was like, I'm not one to argue against Game Freak, Game Freak after what happened to the last guy. <laughs> yeah, the last guy that we never um, heard of. The last guy that we never heard of. Um, and I guess to like wrap things up with this uh, Pokemon generation stuff, uh, w- Pokemon Legend stuff, sorry. Uh, what do you make about the art style? I thought it looked a little bit nicer than Short Sword and Shield. I mean, yeah, very much so. Um, 
Let's like try and find some images of it again. I mean, it's been a while since I, I saw it. I got big Breath of the Wild vibes from it, but um, I think a lot of people did, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, very much so. I mean, like it looks eerily similar to Breath of the Wild. I mean, if I put my thumb over the spot and kind of look into the distance, it does kind of look like Breath of the Wild. Um, hmm. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, by the way, with anyone no, listening. It, it looks like it's, it's not beautiful. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a good looking game. Uh, I think anyway for Pokemon standards, it's a good looking game. Yeah. I think is the nice way to put it. I mean, even the sprites look quite cool. Yeah, it, it's definitely a step up from Sword and Shield. Like when I, from what I could see, I thought to myself, okay, maybe they've now got a handle for like the the Switch and the engine that they're working with, so that they're gonna produce a much better, more improved looking game. Uh, but at the same time. You know, Sword and Shield had a lot more going on um, in, in terms of, like, the number of Pokemon popping in and shit. So I wonder if... Um, I, then again, this could also have a lot of Pokemon popping in, so it, it might just be a bit more stable in terms of... Because, like, the popping in Sword and Shield was kind of annoying, where, like, you'd be riding your bike and all of a sudden a giant fucking uh, Tyranitar would just appear in your path. <laughs> and, and, and you're like, oh, fuck's sake, I'm in a battle. What the hell? Where did this come from? Yeah. Um, I, I, like, did that happen to you a lot? That, was... Ha- that was literally the first thing I... One of the first time I went into the wild area, I hopped on my yeah. bicycle. I tried to plow through to where I wanted to go. I immediately hit an yeah. onyx, which was level 30, but I still <laughs> managed to bring it down because my starter was the grass type. By, <laughs> by like, sheer luck, and, like, spamming some heals and eating some food. I managed to take it down, which gave me a shit ton of levels, which I was kind of grateful for. But then it just kind of came all over carrying fucking shit. <laughs> it's so funny. I just like the idea that, like, in, in the real life, for well, real life, if you were, if Onyx is real and you drove your bike into it, you'd just go flying. Like, there wouldn't be a battle ensuing. If you accidentally went into its tail, you would just go, like, yeah, fucking the next, hurtling the next scene forwards. And that would be my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> but like you get up you're like oh my god i'm just i'm finally i'm 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 just about recovered let me stand up and go and just get to the next fucking hospital and then yeah, you immediately bang into one of our links this is like pokemon's poke pokemon are kind of like the um the the rakes to your sideshow bob <laughs> every time you just keep <laughs> banging into a new one as a, as a child oh, man. me and my siblings we found that scene hilarious Yes, yeah, so it was so good, isn't it? It's fucking timeless. So um, I'm kind of looking through the Pokemon um, Arceus stuff, and they actually have some images of the Pokeball. Mm. Um, so it, it looks quite different to what yeah. the actual Pokeballs were used to. It kind of looks like it's got like almost a kind of vault, vault design on it. Have, have a quick Google of it and let me know what you think. So what did you what did you type in? It's just Pokemon Arceus. Yeah, just Pokemon Arceus Pokeball. Yeah, have a look, check that out. It's quite interesting. So we could mm. we could maybe even be looking at like the start off how Pokemon oh, come about. Oh yeah. There's this thing. It looks like um It's got the silver the, front of it. It's like a safe. Yeah. There's like there's like a, a lock yeah. at the front of it. Oh, it'd be interesting to see what that actually means. Mm. Yeah. So did they actually? Yeah, man. Like, did they actually come out with a release date for this? Uh, yeah. They said they just said generally twenty twenty two. So, Gen Gen four remakes we're gonna get in September twenty one. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah, they did I think. say late twenty twenty one. And then, 
So usually Pokemon games come out like between September and November. I think November actually. Oh man. Ten ten year anniversary of Gen Four. Uh and this new one will be twenty twenty two. So obviously they will they're not gonna release this one too soon after obviously Gen Four remakes because and I, I stress this every time we, we talk about any game series, they don't want to cannibalize their own sales. Yeah, that's so true. I mean I gotta say I, though, I've said like, that phrase Pokemon so Arce- much. Pokemon Arce- <laughs> like, well, I am really looking forward to getting back into Gen 4, and um, Pokemon Arceus is what I'm really, really looking forward to. I know what you mean. I I, I like to think that it's going to be more than just a tide, to, to tide you over at Gen 4, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there will be enough substance there to, like, keep you content in the meantime. I mean, look, these were games that we expected to get, so obviously there's a lot less, like, hype about them, if you know what I mean. I'm sure people felt the same way when Oras came out. Yeah. But at the same time, Oras was fantastic. And you know, let's, if, let's you have, if you haven't played those games, I'd highly recommend those. But let's be honest, though. How often is it with a Pokemon title that we have a story to look forward to? Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, last... I, I still stand by that um, Gen 5 isn't my favourite, but it has the best story. Like, I think it's j- the general consensus. It's because it's like it's got the most kind of serious tone story. Oh, yeah. Um and the characters aren't fucking morons. Because that's that's kind of like the crux of a lot of Pokemon games, is that you're in a world of idiots, and and you're like the only... It's like you're the only person who speaks and makes sense, whereas everyone else is like the child instead, even all the adults. And that's why nobody's competent, whereas Gen 5 kind of like flipped that on his head a little bit, and everyone was a little bit more competent, even your friends were competent, which was... <laughs> fucking refreshing after like who was that guy we had in the last one um who, who again like every time you hit his, hit his pokemon with like a super effective attack he would compliment you and he even did that in like the elite four battle after you were well, during the elite four it's like oh well done you just hit my pokemon with like the opposite type advantage it's like dude we're in the fucking end game what's wrong with you what why why are you complimenting me about this i mean i always viewed pokemon as like it's a world of idiots, but by God, are you the strongest one there? <laughs> it's it's like you're as I said, it's like you're the only person who takes everything seriously, and everyone around you is too stupid to realize. I mean, like, given like when we first started these games, where we had no concept of typing, we were one of those. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I remember when I first played that first Pokemon game. Like, I used to find uh, Red really difficult when I was a kid. Um, it's only until Crystal where like I really got to grips with the game, and even then I still didn't really know what I was doing in terms of ma- matchups and stuff. But again, they were accessible enough that like a six, seven year old who, who you know any any on can just jump in and play them, and that's the whole point. Definitely, definitely. And um, I, th- I think like that will extend to this new game as well. That even though it'll be a little bit more complex, we it'll still be super accessible, just like just like all the rest of the games are, because at the end of the day, you know, Pokemon, it's a, it's a universal franchise. It's not meant to be just for adults, and that's completely fine. Uh, at the same time, I don't think uh, a meaningful story and uh, and uh, adult game like and a children's game are mutually exclusive variables. I think you can have meaningful stories in children's games, but, you know, we don't get them very often, especially in Pokemon, and uh, I don't know, man. It'll be good to see what comes next. Oh, definitely, without a doubt. But yeah, I mean, uh, podcast, we're nearly hitting two hours, so I like to think this is a good place to leave it. I mean, 
ladies and gentlemen, sorry again if you are like our fans who only listen to us for our TV and film review stuff. Um, we promise you, you will be catered too soon. Look, next week is WandaVision. It's fucking finale coming out on Friday. So finally we can talk about WandaVision. We've been storing all of the thoughts and prayers, I guess, <laughs> for the last however many weeks. So we can finally let it all out there. I've been making no notes so it'll be interesting to see how we can um, just kind of skim. I think it'll be a good idea to do like a quick episode recap. Uh, I'm talking about by myself, by the way. I'm, I'm probably just going to go through uh, the synopsis of each of the episodes. Be like, oh yeah, that happened that episode, and then retrospectively make jokes about those episodes <laughs> without actually watching them. Yeah, I'll again, have to, I'll have um, to go through that because there's so much material in there that you really want to talk about, like the subtle nods to like the comic book. Well, subtle and the not so subtle nods to the comic books, and like. All the kind of, like, the backstory behind things. I mean, it's a fantastic series so far, and I'm really looking forward to getting into it. Yeah, exactly. Me too, man. And, like, I'm so happy we get to finally go back to a TV show. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be... It's it's been a while since we've last had... I mean, we say that. Watch how there's, like, another direct next week, and... (laughs) I'll fucking kill someone, honestly, God. If, like, if uh, uh, Nintendo turned around and be like, oh, it's a Metroid Direct. I was like, you know what, go fuck yourself. We'll do this another time. <laughs> but, uh, let, let the Metroid podcast deal with that, that one. Definitely, yeah. Let the Metroid guys sort that one out. Even though there won't be. I don't want to get anybody hopes up. There won't be a Metroid Direct anytime soon. Just to make this abundantly clear before, like, we accidentally incite another mm. riot because people are angry yeah, there's no you, Metroid. You say that, but, like, you've had to, like, eat your worth last week for some reason. I cannot remember. Uh, it was because of Skyward Sword. I said they're not going to port it to the Switch. And then they did. Literally the week after that episode, they came out with the the Nintendo Direct and I had to write down, I will eat my words live on the podcast or rather live for when we record it. Um, and here we are again. I'm, uh, so you know what? I should just go out and say like all the things I want to happen, say they're not going to happen and see what happens. I mean, you know, as we said, Ijeonuma is for some reason my nemesis and he likes to spite me. Um, just to, yeah, a call back to last week's episode. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, that's going to sound very obscure that I just said that. But anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, next week is WandaVision. So we hope you tune in for that because we have a lot to say about that. Um, and then maybe in two weeks' time, we'll be doing the Mortal Kombat films. So don't worry, we got your back. We know we, we, we're not just doing gaming. Um, but yeah, do you have anything you want to add, Amrik? No, no, in terms no, of yeah, like, please overall... tune in for next week. So, sounds like it's going to be a really promising episode. Um, again, I don't want to get your hopes up. We do, but yeah, it sounds fantastic. I really want to get back in TV and movies. So, yeah, and I think Wonder Vision is going to be a fantastic way to kick all this off again. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to all the things we do, and so should you, audience, because we got some big plans for this podcast, and. Uh, and you know we don't know what's in store for the future maybe it's another lockdown maybe it's another five lockdowns but we will be the constants that will like get you through this don't worry yeah we'll, and we'll be here fucking for you. drive you to insanity <laughs> we'll be here for you and oh i know so my next big prediction is that lockdown will never end or rather like i don't know then then that means it's gonna happen ig onuma get us out of lockdown <laughs> that's your cue dude i mean like watch how like <laughs> japan like come out with like an amazing vaccine <laughs> Imagine that. It's just like, sorry, we don't have Breath of the Wild 2 news. Ah, uh, because I came out with the coronavirus vaccine. Yay! <laughs> That'd be amazing. And it's just like a bunch of lizard parts and like some like keys fangs or something. 
I thought it was so funny. Just like, it's a coronavirus vaccine, but with motion controls. Oh, <laughs> it's like you have to use a Wiimote to inject yourself. And it also comes uh, with like button functionality that you can adopt if you want to. <laughs> yeah, people are complaining too much about the, the, the motion controls of the last vaccines, which is why it took another year. All those lives could have been saved if you people didn't bitch about motion controls. Oh my god. Anyway, fantastic <laughs> pod. Um, please leave off on. <laughs> Yes, let's leave it off there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we'll we'll see you next time. And one day we will get Pokemon Superior Whites. But until then, I've been Zane. And I've been Emwick, and thank you for joining us again. Bye. Bye.